0: New York has bookstores
1: so many bookstores
0: yeah and so little time because I was only I was only there for a week and I only got to go to three
1: I think I saw about the same amount three or four Um, it's a little bit overwhelming (laughs) actually
0: yeah it's a lot um I well I I say three Um, but there's only two that I actually remember the names of, like, obviously the strand. I went there because if you, I feel like if you go to New York and go to a bookstore, like that's kind of a, like a default kind of thing. Like you just go there. Um, I didn't. (gasps) Yeah. I know. Gasp. Um, uh, so what, sorry world. Okay. (laughs) So obviously I went to the strand. Um, the other one that I went to is Idlewild, which is a uh language kind of themed bookstore like a travel travel slash language themed bookstore um so they had like all their travel books by areas and then underneath those travel books were books either set in those areas or written by authors in those areas or like were like folklore of those areas so it's like literally uh, earmuffs for younger listeners literally kind of like a wet dream for me because I'm just like, give me give me folklore, oh, give it to me There's nothing um, like a good folklore yeah. Oh gosh, yes um, Okay, so which ones did you go to?
1: So the one I'll talk about um, and the one that was most memorable because I was working as a children's bookseller at that time was Books of Wonder which is kind of one of the the most well-known children's bookstores in New York. And it is delightful. It is cozy. It's quaint. Um, They have...
0: Is it kind of like the one in You've Got Mail?
1: Not quite. But actually, it did give me those vibes. I mean, that's such a cute, perfect little store. I feel like every person who starts up a bookstore, that's kind of like their model, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, their aspirations. But... It was very cute and cozy, and um, they had, like, a, a separate room for doing their story time and stuff like that. Um, I didn't necessarily go into it. I think it was downstairs. Somebody could probably correct me on that. But they also had, like, s- um, collector's edition. <laughs> yeah, call in <laughs> listeners. Um, like, special editions, collector um, editions. So it was, it was really cool. Um, and I think I got a Garth Nix book when I was there. Nice. Um, and for those of you who don't know, he wrote the amazing Sabriel, and all the books that followed in the Old Kingdom
0: world. So. Which I have not dipped my toes into yet.
1: Oh, I think you'd at, like. At them. some
0: point, it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, he just came out with uh, the prequel to Sabriel, yes. so that's that's pretty cool.
0: Yep, I remember when that came out because <laughs> I unboxed it. I bet you did. T- I did. <laughs> It was a very exciting day for people who knew what that was. Like, I knew what it was from you. Um, But yeah, had I opened it, you know, and not known what it was, I would have been like, oh, I know who this author is, but I don't know what this is. Um, Yeah. Spoiler alert. I don't know certain books. Really?
1: Oh, man. You're supposed to know every book that's ever been written in the whole history of books.
0: Especially the ones that have a red cover. (laughs)
1: With or, a red cover, yeah. yes. <laughs> or a
0: blue cover. Or it was over here at this time. Like a year ago, it was on this table.
1: Or it was mentioned once, like five years ago by Oprah. Yes, all right. of those. Yeah. So, Yeah, um, fun
0: times.
1: Fun times. Yes. But that is but what it means to be a bookseller. That's true. Right?
0: You do kind of have to cast your net out and try to keep up with all of, Outlet things and who is on what talk show and talking about what book because some some people will come out with like uh, like a children's picture book and a cookbook and they'll be promoting both of them and somebody would come in they're like I want this person's new book and it's like okay well which one and they're like their new one it's like well they both came out the same day <laughs> do you want the picture book or the cookbook. <laughs>
1: And what's new to a reader is not necessarily new to a bookseller. Because as a reader, you're like, oh, this just came across my radar. It must be new. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the bookstore and you talk to bookseller Brad, <laughs> you're like, oh, this is new. And it just came out. And it looks awesome. And it's on TikTok and Bookstagram.
0: And I'm like, and- yeah, this came out a year ago. It's new in paperback.
1: let me sell you in paperback
0: there you go um yeah so speaking of new new york city
1: new york
0: yes uh sorry for the segue (laughs) but not really all that sorry um (laughs) but um so yeah it sounds like you were describing in my head i kept picturing that little bookstore that Meg ryan has in you've got mail so that's kind of where my that's where my head is at with, with your bookstore thing. And, you,
1: and you know it's there's the I think there's the the fantasy of a children's bookstore, which is like that, and mm-hmm. that scene where she's wearing that little hat and she's reading the story time to all these kids who are like big eyed and staring at her eagerly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the fantasy of it, the Meg Ryan fantasy. and then the reality is the carpets look a little tatty because little people and you know stuff that little people do gross. With, carpets yes and the story time part of that is like three kids and they're like under three years old and they don't really care that you're reading to them they're like "Ah!" running around all over the show so
0: you know luckily i've never had to do story time and i'm so thankful for that
1: (laughs) we can we should do story time here
0: oh oh well yeah because there's no children um cool so yeah going back to to Idlewild, like, I, it was, it was like a, I didn't even really plan on going there. Like, I kind of, I, like, before I went, I mapped out a few that may have been either within walking distance or would have been near something that we were going to, um, and that one wasn't on my radar until um, I, like, it just randomly popped up, and I was like, oh, well, let me go check this out. Um, and so I, I actually ended up going on my own because my sister was like, I'm just going to go and lie down in the room. She wasn't feeling well or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it gave me an opportunity to go and just peruse all by myself, which in and of itself is probably the best way. Um, it is. I, I, I highly recommend going to bookstores by yourself. What? <laughs>
1: I, I would I would second that.
0: Because uh, if you go with anybody else, they're going to either time you or, yeah. you know, follow you around and none of those situations.
1: Can so. we go now? Can we go now? I'm hungry. Yeah, it's been it's two like, hours.
0: It's like, you're an adult. Go do your own. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to your tent. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I literally just, I walked in and I was like, I didn't really know that it was a travel bookstore. I just saw that it was a bookstore and there was also a coffee place a block and a half maybe away. Um, so that was another selling point for me. I was like, oh, I'll go to this bookstore and I'll get a coffee. Um, all this stuff. Um, walk in, see all these travel books. And I mean, you see your kind of standard like photos or however you say it. Um, the DK Eyewitness book. Oh, yeah. They have all those, but then they also had uh some that looked like you you know like i had never seen them before so i'm i'm wondering if they might be like you know imported kind of travel guides um because they weren't like your standard when you go into your everyday bookstore you you kind of just see the same brand publishing you know travel books um but they had like literally just bookcases filled with travel books for all these different places and then i noticed down below was the more literary stuff like less travel more literary um and i just happened to be perusing the like kind of northern kind of east i'm crap with geography i'm not gonna lie uh like like finland sweden like that whole area um and i picked up a book uh called zora um by and i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this name i'm not gonna lie because i'm terrible uh, felipe arsenolt okay. um but it's like a finnish kind of folklore story, but I picked it up and I looked at the cover and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Cause it said a cruel a cruelty tale or a cruel tale or whatever. And I was like, and the artwork was oh, I'm man. not gonna lie. I judge books by their covers. Like I think real most books. people do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the
1: publishing industry knows this, to be yes. true.
0: <laughs> so like the artwork is beautiful. It has all like it's got these like kind of not overly grotesque kind of beings on them but they look they look kind of creepy enough they do they look very folktayly um and so of course i you know read the back of the book read what it was about and was just like okay this is coming home with me so i'm i'm an easy sell like you give me fantasy folklore rooted in actual folklore from somewhere that's not you know The Greek mythos or the Roman mythos, like all those everyday kind of well versed kind of mythologies and folklores and stuff. Um, Give me something niche, a little niche folklore. That sounds amazing. I'm in. And then I went and got coffee and a cinnamon roll, and it was
1: (laughs) it was amazing, (laughs) so good.
0: And then I took the train back to her hotel to wake my sister up. That
1: sounds like a perfect New York experience. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. also kind
0: of it like it had just rained, so it was also kind of like the streets were wet, but glistening, but I wasn't getting wet, so oh, that's a you. plus. <laughs> <The> <laughs>
1: rom-com experience in New York. I know,
0: all by myself. <laughs> did you go
1: by the New York Public Library
0: by any chance? Uh, it was on my list of things to do, and I did not get around oh. to it because by the time we got to like Central Park and everything... Um, like we had maybe an hour to roam about, um, and we didn't get all the way down to where the library is. That was my fault.
1: That's a lot to see and do. Though. I, right, it's hard to hit them all.
0: Because we did get. Key- <laughs> this is is probably either really easy or really difficult to try and bypass all of the like performers. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's it's easy for me to bypass them because I'm just like, oh, cool, they're jumping in circles. <laughs> Yay. Seen it. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh, wow. The, uh, but, like, some people are just, like, they just gather in masses, and that's it's a very New York kind of thing uh, that I have noticed because it also happened to me on the train. Like, they told me to step to the side because they were about to start dancing. And I was like, uh, is <laughs> you this... You're like, but why? Uh, I was like, is this rent? Is... Is this fame? Is this any New York Central <laughs> musical kind of thing? Like, what? I, am I in a musical? Is this real life? Like, um, so yeah, I did not get to go to the library. I did not get to, get to see those majestic stone lions.
1: Oh, they are beautiful.
0: But they were in my, they were in my radar, but sadly missed.
1: Wow. I know. But next did you time. Get to go? Yes. So when I went. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a reason I actually spent a lot of time in the New York Public Library because I tagged along with my husband who was um, doing research at the New York Public Library uh-huh. and so he get go, he got to go into this very like special room where they like their gloves and stuff to look at these documents
0: did you hide in his bag?
1: Oh, I, I mean, I didn't have to. I didn't want to necessarily go into that room. It kind of looked dark, and I, I feel like I would. Uh,
0: I would have gotten in your husband's like, bag. The,
1: those like, librarians are kind of scary. Like I mean... they like guarded the door, and they're like "you shall not pass" kind of thing. And they were like, nice with "their gloves." And <laughs> they're like, "you will not touch us," kind of thing. And so it's like, I'll oh, you know quiet. what? I'm going to the rose. He just has to carry room. around a
0: 250 pound bag. It's fine. <laughs> tell
1: you what. <laughs> anyway he did his thing and I went to the Rose reading room which is gorgeous um, and it, you know it's, everybody talks about it and you know you go in there and it just you just feel like this weightiness about this room and the history there and then just everybody's there typing away and reading and it's quiet as most libraries should be mm-hmm. um, but yeah you can definitely see that yeah, that whole again Rom-com romantic idea of the writer sitting in that room, yeah, being inspired. Is
0: that what "meet cute" means? I don't know what that means. That's like a that's like a young people thing, and I don't. Know.
1: Oh, oh, I would let me let me tell you about meet cute.
0: I don't know what that
1: means. Um, meet cute is when a couple in a rom-com or even in fiction, whatever, could be sci-fi fantasy as well, meet for the first time. So it's that moment where the girl trips over her feet because in most rom-coms, the girl is terribly clumsy. Um, and falls into his arms, Same. and he catches her just before she hits the ground. That's the meet uh,
0: cue. That sounds lame. I mean, <laughs> I get it. There needs to be some way of them to meet. So, girls, you literally wouldn't have a story. Um, but I, I promised that if I were to ever trip, I would just trip and fall. And You don't want somebody to catch you? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be all right. I mean, you don't have to fool. Chances are I'll laugh at myself and it'll be hilarious for everybody involved. i like oh, terribly <laughs> embarrassing.
1: And they're like, Ooh, exactly. oh, no, we're but it's fine. If I'm laughing, then it's
0: fine. Well, yeah, That's if I fair. break my leg, then I'll laugh harder because I don't know. To cover it I'm up and then get up and look to
1: <laughs> the hospital.
0: You yeah, have like, it's
1: fine. <laughs> I think this is a great romantic book in the making right here. Yeah. Me Those by my t- yeah <laughs> Limping like, to the hospital.
0: Yeah. Home dude is just by himself, falls, doesn't meet cute, air quotes anyone, <laughs> just giggles his way to the hospital with the a end. broken foot. <laughs> the That's end. the he most was, romantic no, the book cute,
1: in the history of books.
0: The meet cute is with the doctor. I'm just kidding. That's, I mean, again, out, not out of the realm of possibility. But
1: you know what? We'll turn it into a literary fiction and it would all be about the existential pain you feel. As you limp to the hospital and the there. inner journey that you go on,
0: or you could just meet meet cute like Dash and Lily, and meet cute via a notebook.
1: Oh, that is a really good in the meet strand. cute. Yeah, yeah. As far as meet cutes go, that's a really awesome one.
0: Again, another New York reference. Another New York reference. Also, super cute book. I I love, and there's only I have only read the two by David Levithan and and Rachel Kahn about like, I read Nick and Nora and then I read Dash and Lily. Um, Both of them are adorable. Nick and Nora is probably my favorite. Um, I got pitchy right there and I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But as far as the, you know, the awkward teenage meat cutes I I still don't know if I'm using that term correctly. You are. Okay, cool. You got this. (laughs) Um, yeah, like, I think Nick and Nora's probably my favorite, um, and then, of course, the film versions, because there's in the Nick and Nora movie, which is hilarious, and I will quote constantly, especially with one of my friends, like, we will just scream, Nora, I lost my gum! And it's just, like, he knows what I'm talking about almost every single time, and it's great. Um, <laughs> so... And then, of course, the the filmed version of Dash and Lily, which both of them, they've they've taken liberties, but I think maybe it's, it worked better in filmed versions.
1: I really enjoyed the Dash and Lily, um, it was on Netflix, I think, Mm -hmm. it was more of like a mini-series.
0: Yeah, because I, well, since there's other books in the series, I think they're leaving it open for the rest of the books. To be turned into the series? I don't know. I haven't watched Netflix in ages.
1: I, th- I mean, it would be a, a good thing to do. Yeah, especially if they released them around Christmas time. It became a thing. Right. So, But for those of us... Well, well, actually, I have read Dash and Lily and watched it. But for those who haven't had it come on their radar, how would you describe it?
0: What? Dash and Lily?
1: Dash and Lily.
0: Uh... Awkward teenage girl leaves a notebook in a bookstore. Awkward teenage boy who finds it and decides to follow the list of dares back and forth and back and forth. They actually do meet each other, but they don't know who each other is at the time. And then they meet each other and kind of
1: iffy cookie. that, that yeah, first iffy, meet, cute, yeah. meet cute was a bit
0: and then you know non-romantic it it has a very it's fairly cookie cutter but not in a bad way in a very like safe comforting way because not everybody wants you know these extraneous like out of the box kind of like romance stories like sometimes cookie cutter is it's
1: good, and I would say it has a little gritty too. So if you like your uh, romance with just a little, it felt real. I mean, you, it's a little bit of stretching going on with that whole I notebook mean, situation, but fair. you know, it did highlight the also her family.
0: Part. Apparently, was literally everywhere throughout the city. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed everywhere Dash went, some one of her family members and or friends was always around throughout the entire area of New York that this takes place <laughs>
1: and since I'm not a New Yorker and I don't know what everyday life is like on the ground that I don't know if that's
0: I mean I could fact or fiction I believe so. that that could happen but again yeah. like that's also coming from you know not living there <laughs> and not living in an area that's really like that <laughs> um so what's your other you went to another bookstore?
1: What other bookstore did I go to? I'm trying to think now. I can't remember. Um, it's not in my notes
0: here. <gasps> I know. For shame.
1: I know. Uh, I mean, um,
0: I could just segue back into the Dash and Lily thing and talk about The Strand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you should go for it. About the <laughs> strand. It's literally one of the, oh, that was me, um, the biggest bookstores and the most important ones in right. terms of New York City. Yeah.
0: And oh, I, okay. I had maybe 30 minutes in there um again it was you know cold and this is literally like a month before everything shut down in 2020 so like you know there were certain kind of feelings that people were having um about you know so we i i don't remember what was causing us to only have like 30 minutes in there, but like we didn't have a lot of time, but I did get, I did go immediately to <laughs> sci-fi fantasy section. Uh,
1: but of course. I
0: know. And I should have, I should have done my homework or I should have at least looked at my bookshelf before I got here and written down the name of the book that I found. Cause this one is another one that's pulled from mythology. That's not very well written about. It's, It's one of the African mythologies, and it's uh, something about a god of monsters or a godslayer or something like that, and it's, again, got pulled in by the cover because it looked real pretty. Um, The artwork was great, and if I find it, I will mention it next episode or whenever it is that I get a chance to look through my bookcase again, uh, and I will mention that. So it's not a mystery anymore. That. There's a tease to listen to the next one. There, there, there's Or the one tease. after that, or, or the, the one after that. Yeah, it's just to We're keep ten listening. 10 from now. Just to keep listening and you'll finally get this book, this, this ever vigilant book that's just waiting in the corner to pop out and get you. We'll
1: hold you Books to don't it. don't do that.
0: I mean, they can if you read the right book.
1: Oh well, the right book at the right moment. There's nothing like it. That's true. It's literally the closest you get to magic.
0: Right. It's so. like, did you see that meme where it's like, there's a book, and when you open it, it's exactly what you wanted to read right then? And somebody said it's the Book of Requirement. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. That's so true. Oh, and that's why such a great a real thing? I wish it was real.
1: Uh, I know. Because
0: cert- yeah, certain books do hit you. Like if you sit down and you're like, I needed to read this. And you didn't know that you needed to read it until you finished it. That's, that's the magic.
1: And, and it is, it just feels so, I mean, and there's so many books you read and you're like, oh, that's good. And you know, you carry on with your life, but they're all those books where you, they just hate you and they do something to you. And you might read them again in six months time and you don't have that same effect. Right. But in that moment, mm-hmm. it was like perfect.
0: So. But also because you kind of already know what happened. So it, it doesn't have the ability to, I don't think it might not have, it might not have the ability to hit you again, the way that it did. Like I would love to read Under the Whispering Door again for the first time. Like Mm -hmm. that hit me. That's the one I talked about last time. And it, it hit me. I don't think it was the moment I needed it to hit me, but it hit me and I needed it. (laughs) Um, but speaking of certain books, hitting what book hit you
1: from the new york experience yeah so ooh, i talked about that i, I bought a garth next book i bought tons of books because you know fair what else do you do when you go on trips but you bring back books and
0: in my case books and legos
1: <laughs> and legos very important <laughs> they go with books. they come
0: with booklets on how to build what you have so more books that's that's what I'm taking away from this. It just all circles
1: back to books, always.
0: It does. All
1: roads lead to books. <laughs> um well, I'll I did not buy this in New York, but I did order this from Books of Wonder. And I will spin off a little bit here and talk about this. Like during COVID and even now, independent bookstores have a really hard time staying open and sustaining business. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is obviously the rise of Amazon. And part of that is just COVID hit everybody really hard. Yeah. And even before COVID, it, it was really hard to be a local independent bookstore. And one of the ways to support many bookstores is to order online. Or,
0: um, or do that gift card thing. Or do the gift card yeah. thing. Um, I mean, both work. <laughs> Sorry. I won't interrupt anymore.
1: No, please go for it. <laughs> um, so. I ordered six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim from Books of Wonders, and she's a wonderful YA writer. Um, the series she did before this was Spin the Dorn, and it's it's kind of like a, a Moulin retelling, which um, is really great. There's dragons involved. It's beautiful writing, very fantastical. The main the protagonist is a tailor, and so there's a lot of magic around weaving and you know, silk and fabrics, just gorgeous. Um, But a lot of times authors will partner with these independent bookstores and do signings ahead of time. So you pre-order it through your independent bookstore or a independent bookstore, and the author will sign it for you and even personalize it. And that's one of the ways recently that I've gotten a lot of some of my favorite books is A, through pre-ordering, which if you can do that, you should, because it really, really helps the author. Mm -hmm and if you want to support them that's a way of basically telling the industry that hey this person's legit and we want to read what they write
0: mm-hmm.
1: even before it's out especially then-
0: if you pre-order like directly from the author yeah i mean granted you know going through an independent bookstore is a, is a good second place but i, I like going directly to the author cuz usually they'll throw in like freebies too they do like yeah. if you're into like patches and pins and like the little, the so little stuff. So many of those. <laughs> all, all the little things. have <laughs>
1: got cabinets full of that stuff. Yeah. But yes, they do. And um, it's just fun. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm getting a little package and this little pin that goes with it. Um, but it's also a great way to support independent bookstores. right? So Okay, that's my spiel.
0: Your spiel. My spiel. <laughs> um, well, I mean, again, my my book takeaway was the the zora book because that's i mean don't get me wrong i'm excited about both of the books that i brought home because it was only two again i only had i only had a backpack and i had you know winter wear um i did leave behind a pair of shoes because uh, they had kind of fallen apart in the trip so that left room for a book and <laughs> a set of legos okay
1: um sorry my mind just went to, i wonder if there's somebody in new york running around in france left pulling apart shoes maybe
0: i mean i i threw them away but again you know you see somebody throwing away a pair of shoes and you need a pair of shoes i mean by all means feel free to take them i apologize if they smell um <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah uh i will say like my my favorite takeaway was um was from Idlewild and getting that finished folklore book Zora because that was fun. Um, and it was it was just an exciting tale. Again, it, it you sounds weave amazing. like a very niche folklore into a book, a fantasy, especially a fantasy book. And I'm I'm just in absolutely in. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, and uh, I did find out like our. I guess our this could be time for our little nugget of information. I did find out that the very I couldn't find the name of it because for some reason when you Google things, it's nothing but ads. Um, Shocking, but I know. I was able Yay, to capitalism. track down the fact that the first publishing kind of company started in New York, of course, because I feel like a lot of... I I don't know if that's really a nugget of information because I feel like it doesn't surprise anybody that something started in New York. Um, but yeah, I... I couldn't find the name. All it kept talking about was a publishing company started in New York and was like the 1860s, I think. 1807. <gasps> you have a number.
1: I have a number in Did my notes. Did you just Google it?
0: Oh, you no. have it in
1: my notes. I do Looked it up.
0: Did you get a name? Cause I,
1: no, I didn't get the name. I couldn't day. find
0: a name. But, you know, there were people's names, but they didn't say what their publishing company was called. Mm-hmm. Darn you, Google... Oh, Google. Trademark, hashtag.
1: But I I wonder if that's not why. (laughs) Hashtag.
0: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Hashtag, we need a
1: name. Um, Right. If the reason why New York is kind of like the center of the publishing industry to this day is because of that, you know, it's where it started and, you know, it's just kind of maintained that. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, that kind of makes sense. The only other place I could think of would be like, you know. In uh, where was it Massachusetts or something where everybody started landing? You know, coming to the New World. Wasn't that a Massachusetts? I don't know history. I'm not gonna Is lie. Virginia? I'm just, Virginia somewhere. We're...
1: I'm thinking Pocahontas. So I could be totally wrong. I mean, what do I know like about Dis- American? Like Disney's but... Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: all um, singing. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. That's <laughs> John
1: Smith comes in on the boat.
0: I know. Oh, my gosh. Generic <laughs> <waiting>.
1: Malcolm's uh, <laughs> voice. <laughs> he was so authentically British, that one.
0: Oof. Big oof. Um, yeah, uh, the, that's the only other place I could think was, you know, where everybody literally just started pouring in to the, quote, new world. Um, that's the only other place outside of New York that I could think that could have located the... been the location of the first publishing... Company.
1: possible but i think a lot of those places had a huge puritanical influence. i mean they could still
0: publish little puritan books i don't know like again, the nice get, and
1: accurate prophecies
0: sure uh again i am not i think a she history got burned
1: buff. for doing that
0: not a history buff i did find out that uh witches weren't burned they were hanged somehow and they were burned in, like the UK, like some, not all, but the, but I think, I think the majority, if not all, again, don't quote me on this because I don't know history, but, uh, in the Witches by Stacey Schiff. Book, book recommendation, book note. <laughs> uh, she, I think she kind of discovered that it, it was hangings, not burnings to end on, you know. A positive a good, note? A positive note. A good note, yeah. I will add little, also... Another little nugget.
1: That a lot of them were drowned, because the whole witch test True. thing. Like there if was you, that. If you sunk, then you were a witch, but you were dead, and if you floated... Then, then you were
0: a witch, and then, then they, they killed would, you anyway. Then they killed
1: you anyway. Yeah.
0: So. But that that did pop into my head, because I looked behind you, and there's Cleopatra by Stacy Schiff, and so that reminded me of The Witches huh. by Stacy Schiff. There you go. Yeah, if I read history books, it's by her, because her books are great. Another little, you know, book plug. There, you're welcome. (laughs) Little freebie. You're welcome, listeners. (laughs)
1: Know your history.
0: Oh, because I don't. Somebody needs to.
1: Yes, somebody out there.
0: Yeah. Well, this is our our New York homage. I mean, we did have some segues, but it's fine. I feel like, I feel like we wrangled them in we brought uh, them back. a little bit here and there.
1: And we will end with yeah. a, a, since we've been talking about rom-coms and New York, we do have a rom-com recommendation set in New York. I I, uh,
0: it's hard for me I to do. read romance novels because well, I know to, how they all to like.
1: be fair, since I explained meat cute to you, I don't I know, know if they would Again. If you take your recommendation too seriously at this point. Right. But... If you want to read a book that's kind of based off You've Got Mail and The Shop Around the Corner, um, we recommend, or I recommend, you read To Sir With Love by Lauren Lane. Um, She does a lot of romance books set in New York, and she's kind of been hailed as like the queen of rom-coms in New York. So on that note, yay to New York and all its bookstores.
0: Mm -hmm. And and go eat, um, oh gosh, pizza pizza and that one hot dog place papayas and grace papayas that's what it was grace papayas hot dogs yum 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 yeah unless if you're you know like vegan or vegetarian maybe don't do that
1: probably not a good idea yeah probably not yeah find some vegetarian place if
0: you're not grace papayas hot dogs jam absolute jam and their mango juice is just fire just Basically, go to New York, visit yep. some bookstores, and, and eat. eat
1: lots of food. Eat. <laughs> eat.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on oh, that note, fare thee well, <laughs> fine listeners. I hope I
0: make